Welcome to the Flowering She Rose Budcast, a space devoted to the divine feminine rising within each of us. My name is Anahita, and I'm here to bridge plant and human consciousness as we gather in this virtual garden and explore how plants can guide us in our lives as multidimensional human beings. It's my prayer that these personal stories, transmissions, and medicine music may remind you of the sacredness of this magical life and the power that lies in your intuitive nature. We're so glad you're here. Hi, friends. This is the very first episode of the Flowering She Rose podcast, and today I want to share with you my intentions for this space, some of my personal stories so that you can get to know your host a little bit better, and five ways to start communicating with plants. Right now, I'm sitting underneath a marvelous oak tree up in the fields here in my home in Germany, looking straight at a wild rose bush. I don't have any professional podcasting equipment yet, so I figured I might as well go and take you out into nature. So if you hear the occasional bird song or rustle of leaves and wind, know that's why. First of all, I want to thank the plants that called this podcast into being, the overlighting mentors being... Rose and Tulsi, Queen of Flowers and Queen of Herbs. Truly, I'm just a vessel for the plants that want to start communicating with you and the Divine Feminine rising. I'm just one of many people who've found renewed interest in herbalism, in communicating with the wider world that surrounds us. And I truly believe that it is the earth and the plants themselves that are doing the calling Because we all know what kind of a situation our planet is in right now and how important it is for us humans to wake up and see that everything is connected, everything is alive, and that we're not alone, that we have many helpers by our sides in these seen and unseen realms. The plants just being one of these types of helpers. I know anybody can get abstract and tell you plants are our teachers, But what does it really mean to have a plant ally and to tune into the wisdom of the plants? What does this actually look like? The type of healing that can take place in your life. This type of communication is not something reserved for special people. And that's why this podcast is here to share personal stories, examples of the synchronistic and the magical and the multi-layered wonders and changes that do happen when we open our hearts to the plants and their wisdom. We humans are multidimensional beings. We exist on the physical plane, the emotional, the spiritual, and plants are multidimensional beings as well. And that means that we can relate to them on all of these levels, not just by ingesting them or drinking their tea on the physical level, but they're also here to reveal to us their guidance, their wisdom, their love on the emotional and spiritual levels. And this type of wisdom and healing isn't purely about learning what certain plants are good for, although this kind of information can and perhaps will be part of the gifts that you will receive from a plant when you start communicating with them. The healing that we can experience is all about relationship, like sharing tea with a friend. When we enter into relationship with the plants, it requires us to acknowledge 
that they're alive and that they too are conscious beings, much more animate and intelligent than we're made to believe. Plants have been around for much longer than humans, and they evolved right by our side, or maybe I should say we evolved right by their side. I love picturing and imagining that 500 years ago, the medicine women of that time, our great-great-grandmothers, were working with the same plants that we can find in our backyards today, and I'm sure they knew of the healing properties of rose, nettles, dandelion. Plants and humans have been living side by side forever. Plants provided food, shelter, tools, and medicine. All of this to say that this is no New Age movement. Plant-spirit communication, this is a reclamation of our ancestors' practices. Back to the roots and the hearts of the medicine women, the witches and priestesses that were our ancestors, whose wisdom they tried to eradicate, but luckily... It lives on deep inside our bones, and it can be regained through direct communication with the plants, through opening our hearts to a new level of communication with the animate world around us. This podcast is about way more than just plant relationships. Like I said, it is a space for the divine feminine rising within each of us. In truth... There's one source. We're made of the same energy. And the paradox is that we do live in a world of duality where we have qualities such as light and dark, hot and cold, masculine and feminine. And these are polarities on a spectrum. When I talk about the divine feminine qualities, this is not something that's just reserved for women. We all carry the qualities of the masculine and feminine inside ourselves. It just so happens that I've been personally called to create a space where our feminine essence is invited to blossom. And by these qualities, I mean first and foremost, our intuition and our sensitivity, but also receptivity. I mean qualities such as softness, empathy, grace, and elegance. And why is it so important? to see these qualities blossoming. Well, we live in a society that is overly focused on the wounded masculine where everything is about doing and achieving and it's a rat race. And we need more leaders that share their wisdom from a deeply connected place. We are so often told that we're too sensitive. We're feeling too much and that our tenderness is a weakness when in truth this is feminine power and this is the place from which the divine masculine can source and take action that will not destroy the earth even further but action that is grounded in the divine feminine will lead to more beauty more peace and more harmony And let me get this straight. I'm not here to say that the future is feminine. I believe that the future is balanced. A balance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine merging in sacred union. Just as much as the feminine, we need the masculine. We need the masculine action, the structure, and the sacred container for our feminine qualities to blossom. My vision for this 
next golden age is to live in a world where our work is love made visible. And to reach that place, I believe we need to reconnect with our hearts to really find out what it is that we love and what our calling is and to reconnect with our wombs, that place of creation, and for men, their energetic womb space. Because when our hearts are in bloom, bees won't be far, and their work is love made visible. I mean, honey, oh my gosh, sweetness. And the way I see it is that our womb is like a beehive. And when we are connected to our hearts, And when our hearts are connected to our wombs, then we are like one honey-making system. We human beings walk around with this big flower of a heart, picture a rose, filled with nectar. And we have this beehive in our wombs. And the bees can freely fly from the womb to the heart and be informed there about what it is that we want to create. And that's what this podcast is for, to get to that place where women and men are rooted in that feminine power, connected to their heart's desires, living a soulful life, full of sexual creative life force. To get to that place, we have the plants as our mentors, and we have this virtual garden of a podcast to share stories about what is possible Apart from inspiring conversations with my guests and personal stories, I'll also be sharing channel transmissions from the plants on this podcast. And by transmissions, I mean that these are to be taken in as poetry, so not necessarily literally or line by line, but as a piece of art to be received by yourselves and not necessarily your rational mind. The soft pink wild rosebush speaks. I am pure potential. I am endless grace. Have you seen the beauty they cultivate from my origin? Go within, to the center of that spiral heart. See the stamen and nectar. Watch that bee landing swiftly. Hear the sound. I am that. Smell the scent. I am that, and nothing else matters but the sweet light kiss of its buzzing body touching my center, being anointed, a blessing for seeds to grow and intentions to sow for a new tomorrow. I am that soft fragrance of a lover's breath, and the thorns that protect you and bring enemies death, your softness and strength, tender yet resilient. And as you raise your arms to the sky, sip in the golden sun through your crown and greet your maker. The time has come for the golden nectar of love to set you free in all of humanity. Drink in the source of the sun with your eyes. Let golden glitter rain on me. Breathe in the light of the sun and let it percolate in your heart's center. Speak with me. I am that I am that I am. I'm holy as the buzzing of a thousand bees. I am whole 
as the scent of a thousand roses. I'm a child of the sun and a child of the silver moon, of the soft dark soil and a light-filled room. Marry me to my surroundings, bridge me in my heart. When lovers dance and doves a coo, know you are never apart, always a part of me. Throughout the past years, I've had the joy of coming into contact with some amazing female musicians who are creating what I would call medicine music. Their songs have truly helped me through the deepest trenches of the past years and accompanied my most joyful moments like an everlasting soundtrack, and their lyrics are like mantras. And so I am so excited to be sharing these medicine songs with you and to be featuring one of these wonderful artists in each show. You'll always find the link to their music in the show notes. Today's song is by Olivia Fern, and it's called Remember Why You Came. Sing 
So how did I hear the call to the plant path? That's something I'm going to be asking all of my guests. And so I might as well respond to that question myself. About a year and a half ago, I had just finished a year-long training to become a postpartum doula and wanted to dive headfirst into self-employment. I had quit my office job and all of a sudden I lost interest in that profession entirely. Babies and little kids weren't giving me any joy. It felt absolutely wrong to be cleaning for somebody and even giving massages when I myself had a toddler at home, but nobody to nourish me in return as a single co-parent. And not only that, I pretty much lost interest in everything. I went through a month-long period of darkness. And the light at the end of the tunnel came when I watched an introductory video to Asia Suler's course called Intuitive Plant Medicine, which brought tears to my eyes because it introduced me to my calling, which is reminding people that all plants are entheogens. All plants have an effect on our psyche and we can connect with them emotionally and spiritually. I don't have one of those classical stories where it's all like, yeah, I started talking to plants when I was two years old and I was able to see fairies and I had a pretty normal childhood. I think I was always sensitive, but I learned to tune down that sensitivity probably when I entered preschool. Five years ago, I had a reading with a soul evolution counselor, so a type of psychic who told me that I'm deeply intuitive, which was news to me then, and that my intuition would continue to unfold organically if I just followed my interests over the next five years. And it was also about five years ago that I started having an interest in plants, um, especially wild edibles, wild herbs. I would look at field guides, try out different recipes, but I didn't yet have a connection to the more than visible world. I thought that herbalism sounded pretty interesting, but I never dove into it, never read any books or took any classes. And yeah, that's when I understood why it was good for me not to have taken any courses in herbalism and have all of these, all of this information piled up about what certain plants might be good for because I was able to let the plants teach me themselves. And it was around that time that um, plants started entering my dream world. And when I was practicing Reiki, I would get very specific images of a certain plant that wanted to come through me. And usually the vibration of the plant would bring forth an opening that would allow us to go deeper in our inquiry or whatever process we were going through. That has continued ever since. It has been such an honor and a blessing to be taught by the plants. And so I'm a student just as much as I am a practitioner. Yeah, and in the past year, I started having experiences where I couldn't doubt that it was the presence of a plant that really initiated some deep healing for me. For example, after drinking an herbal tea that I had been really drawn to in the supermarket, 
then finding that plant in my front yard, um, I started crying and I had such a deep cry that lasted for like an hour or an hour and a half, which is pretty unusual for me. I'm Leo's son, Aries moon, pretty dry usually. Or after taking a drop of flower essence and also going really deep into the sobbing and the heart healing. And so this past year has been filled with me connecting to the plants in various ways, some of which I want to share here with you. And I have divided these ways to commune with plants into five categories based on the elements. So earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Like I said, five years ago when I started being interested in wild edibles, that was a type of communing with the plants that is based in the physical earth element. So to begin with, you could go outside and sit with a plant physically and just share space. And use your senses. What does it feel like if you touch it with your fingers? Is it soft? Is it prickly? Do you not even want to touch it? Like, There's so much information about a plant that can be revealed just by tuning into our senses. This divine gift. Even if we do nothing more, we don't even go into connecting on a heart level or on a spirit level with a plant. There's so much that we can learn just by looking at its doctrine of signatures through a poetic lens. Spirit and the earth love metaphors and life is truly poetry and when we can learn to read the language of the earth by using our physical senses then we're already experiencing direct revelations just look at the example of a rose bush and how the soft pink petals that are open look so tender yet they're surrounded by these thorns. The pink color of the rose associated with a heart chakra, it can teach us that for our hearts to truly be open, we need to have the boundaries right too. Moving on, we can connect to plants through the element of water. Water is not just a solvent for physical plant constituents, in tea, for example, it's also a carrier of information. Have you ever taken a bath and added some flower petals to the water? It really changes the experience. Flower essences, which to me are actually a combination of communing with a plant through the water and fire element, because they're created through the alchemy of putting the flower in water and letting it stand in the light, be it the light of the sun or the moon, for several hours. The reason why flower essences work is because of this amazing ability of water to store information. Certain plants lend themselves really well to being burnt as incense, such as mugwort, or even lavender, and when we burn a plant, it is said that the spirit of the plant is set free, which then in return alters our consciousness, which is why smoke medicine is often used in ceremony 
Moving up to the air element, it becomes very obvious that plants and humans and the atmosphere are so connected and we cannot live without the plants. They are the ones that create oxygen for us to breathe and they breathe the carbon dioxide that we exhale. So one way to commune with a plant through the air element is to do an exercise called I breathe you and you breathe me. So for example, sitting beneath a tree or a shrub or next to a flower and just thinking in your head every time you inhale, I breathe you and every time you exhale, you breathe me and see what happens. And last but not least, the ether element, the invisible space, the container that holds everything together. And this is where I would situate connecting to the plant spirits energetically by using more than our physical senses. In that imaginal space that is situated in our inner vision, in our imagination, our powerful, powerful imagination. And because this will be one of the main focuses of our of this podcast, I'm not going to go into depth into any of these techniques. Um, just to name a few, you can engage with the plant spirit through shamanic listening or journeying or through dream work, which is also worth an episode of its own. For now, I just want you to know that if you dream of a plant, know that the consciousness of this plant spirit might be trying to connect to you and inviting you to enter into relationship. It is not, not only we who do the dreaming, but we are being dreamt. We are part of one big field of consciousness. We'll also be talking about ways to bring the revelations and what you see in the imaginal realm into this physical world, be it through channeling a plant's message, writing poetry, or painting. We'll be talking more in depth about flower essences, plant allies, as well as plant spirit healing. I'm so looking forward to seeing how our wild garden will grow and all of the insights and connections that will come from it. Thank you so much for joining us in this wild garden and listening to today's show. I love connecting with my listeners and hearing about what insights you gained. Feel free to leave a comment below the show notes on floweringshe.com where you can also sign up for email updates and be sure to follow me on Instagram at floweringshe. If you like this podcast, head on over to iTunes to leave a review and I'll be sure to send you some extra fairy dust. From my blossoming heart and my buzzing womb to yours, until next time. Mm-hmm.